Welcome everybody to the Nethercast, and if you're not familiar with what the Nethercast is, it is a Mortal Kombat podcast, so we've been doing it for over eight years now, and I am Cyborg, and I'm joined as always by Temp, Razor, and Shad. The four amigos. So we're going to be talking some Q&A today, some questions that were asked in our Discord, so if you didn't know we have a Discord, make sure you look in the description because the link is right there, and we'd love to have you come chat with us on the daily about all things, including Mortal Kombat. First question from Starzilla, the 83rd. Nethercast has been accused of being overly negative, yet you guys are still here. What keeps you coming back to the MK franchise? Chad, what keeps you coming back to the MK franchise after all these years? Peter Pan syndrome. I don't want to grow older. Oh, nah, man, it's the, it's the universe and the characters. It's the universe. And the, it's these things before all. They can tell as many stories that are ham-fisted as they like, but I'm never gonna get sick of Sub Zero, Scorpion, Sonia. The crux of these characters has changed over the years. Like it's it's weird, you know. When I look at like someone like Scorpion in Twelve, I don't in a way, see the same guy that I do when I look at his sprite in Ultimate MK3. You mean 11? You said 12. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just same clarifying. Uh, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Yeah. yeah, 11. I'm thinking of 11. Like, it just... There's something about each character, you know? They're based on archetypes, and they're endlessly fascinating. They're endlessly fun. They're endlessly funny. The universe is just ridiculously gigantic. It's Razor once described the MK universe as kind of like the martial arts Tolkien-esque version of like a fighting game, you know? Right. It's just so huge in scope. There's so much going on. There's all this rich mythology behind it. And I love to just explore it over and over again. I really do. It ain't the gore, it's the lore. Really, it's the universe, characters, and setting. That's all it takes for me. There's just this wonderful balance between all these elements, usually. Lin Kuei stuff. Shaolin stuff. Even Special Forces stuff when it's, you know, balanced, right? Right. It's just this huge, incredibly diverse, and endlessly fascinating universe to me. With a great cast. That's all there is to it. All right. Well, Temp. What's kept you around all these years, hanging around the MK franchise? I think, like, I almost had to break the question down into, like, the one part of the question is, why do I still pay attention to Mortal Kombat after all the, the slip-ups, right? That's one way to look at the question. Um, the other way to look at the question is, why do I insist on doing a podcast about it? for so many years, even though the game has so many problems, right? Well, the first part is I still playing fighting games. I love learning fighting games. Um, and I like sort of like analyzing the changes, good or bad. Um, and there's a lot of bad, but, um, you know, the good thing about, you know, all the problems with these games is you never really run out of things to talk about. And with all the problems with MK11, they're never not fun to analyze, right? Because it's kind of like solving a puzzle. It's like, okay, Mortal Kombat 11 is not fun. Why is it not fun? And you find out, like, well, our anti-air is viable, right? 
Uh, are combo options viable? Um, there's a really bad strike throw game. Um, how did that happen? Why did that not happen before? Uh, that puzzle never really gets boring to me. Now, why am I still doing a podcast about it? Uh, even though I have so many issues with the, with the series, um, I think a big part of it is I if I feel like I have something to say and no one else is saying it, that kind of gravitates me back to the mic. That's what kind of keeps me coming back. And there's always been instances of that. Um, like when people were saying that Kung Lao was low tiered in K11, and I was just, I just could not disagree with that more. I think there was really good evidence that was not the case. And it really hurt to see really smart people say really dumb shit about MK11. And if you listen to them, you can hear the context clues that they didn't really deep dive into the character. They didn't know some basic things that you would know if you actually lapped Kung Lao in MK11. Um, things like, you know, Chameleon with a C is actually an interesting character idea. And you have a really good mystery. If you have characters around to respond to that mystery, like that could be really interesting. You could really do something with that. Um, things like when people say things like there's no zoning in MK9, um, and just a reminder that Kenshi is an MK9, things like that kind of bring me back. So I'm like, okay, well, if I don't say this, no one else or not a lot of other people are going to say it. So that's kind of what makes me turn the mic on, you know, throughout the years, uh, stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, just, uh, I, I think this probably goes double for the lore guys. Because I think the whole idea of a lore podcast is that there's still a lot of people out there who don't know the lore. And if we don't say it, then it's possible that the other lore guys, I don't want to name drop, but they just won't cover it if we don't. So yeah, I, there's a lot of that. So just making sure that I think important points are still out there in the open forum. That That's a big thing for me. All right. Um, for me, I mean, I feel like I'm typically pretty positive. Um, I have my spots, um, like anybody, where it gets can be negative. I think like Combat Pack 2 for Mortal Kombat X was one of them. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it, it gets more, it can be more frustrating at certain parts or irritating. But I think ultimately, um, I think just being genuine and honest um, is extremely important. So when I do have moments where I get more negative or disappointed by certain things or frustrated or just baffled by some of the decisions made. I think that's important to say versus just always sugarcoating something. I mean, there's definitely a good way and a bad way to say things um, and, and try and like give your opinion, but in a, in a constructive manner rather, rather than feel like attacking. So I think that's definitely important, but ultimately, I mean, I'm a diehard MK fan since I was three years old in 93. So like, to me, I can't imagine life without Mortal Kombat to some degree. It'd be it'd be hard to get me to stop following the franchise. So, yeah, I, I still really enjoy the franchise in a lot of ways. And I'm excited for whatever comes next. Hopefully it's better than the, the past couple. Razor? So my answer is uh, twofold. The, the first thing is that... <clears throat> It's, I guess, the, the eternal hope that somebody out there is, is listening when you criticize something and they can fix it or do better next time. Because, like, you know, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but, like, go back, like, 11 years when MK9 came out, there was no fourth snake. 
like a lot of the uh, a lot of the complaints about the the storytelling in Mortal Kombat Nine that are now common across everybody who criticizes that story mode started with me. Nobody was saying them until I pointed them out. So like on on some level, it's like Temp said, if if nobody else is saying something that you've noticed is a thing, and you don't say it, then people won't notice and nothing will be done about it. So, you know, that has value to to be the one who speaks up and is like, hey, what's what's up with this over here? And you know, we've seen we've seen examples like a lot of the things that were bad uh, storytelling in MK9 were improved in X. And granted, the the writer who made those changes left after that game and you never know if the guys who wrote 11 and are going to write 12 will have the same attitude and can change and improve on their work based on, you know, taking in outside criticism, but the the hope springs eternal. But uh, more than that, the real reason I keep coming back uh, and doing the podcast especially is because the the community that we've created attached to this podcast, the people who come to our Discord, uh are some of my, you know, very close friends. I've made some real, you know, connections with other human beings, people I know their real names, and I get, watch movies with them and play co-op games online with them every day of the week. And it's like, if I, as long as the podcast keeps going, that community will always be there. I'm crying. Goddamn. <laughs> 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 Sounds like some chosen one bullshit, you weak earth roamer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, this next question kind of piggybacks off of that same kind of topic. Uh, so we'll just get these two out of the way first. Um, Jacket V2 asks Besides smoke, is there anything you guys are overly positive about? Um,. I mean, I'm gonna imagine is that like an individual question? We like we like Fujin too. We all like Fujin, right? And Cyrax <laughs> and Sector, and I mean, there's a lot of characters we all universally like. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I not just of, like, but overly positive about. I kind of really feel like there's barely a character out of the first three games that none of us don't appreciate or enjoy in one way or another that we don't that we wouldn't expect to see come back that we wouldn't actually want back, except for Kano. Except for, Kano, except for Kano, except for Kano. I'll, I'll throw Sonya in that hat, frankly. Really? Yeah. Well, here's the thing: yeah. is I like Sonya, but we haven't actually seen Sonya in a game since nine. Like the the sour old lady who's a bad mom that was in X and eleven. Like she was a problem before she was Ronda Rousey. That's not Sonya. I don't know who that is, but that's not the Sonya I remember. Yeah, the whole emotionally abusive thing kind of turned me off that character forever. Well, here's the I, questions about, are there things that we're overly positive about? I, I think if we start yeah, going we to the things we hate, you're really losing. We, you're really we did losing. the thing we did. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. My answer is meat. Okay. I'm enthusiastic about meat. Meat is the we, best we character. We are, Shad and I both are unreasonably positive about the character of meat <laughs> if you don't like meat you don't understand meat and you always fear what you don't understand don't fear the meat 
That aside, um, you can't beat the meat, man. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna do it. It's too easy. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Outworld again, like 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 Cyborg said, kind of piggybacking off our last answer here. Outworld, when it's executed well, is a character unto itself. It's this grounding force that like shapes the identity of the entire mystical aspect of the series. So people may not really understand why people were upset when, you know, they were like, maybe the sky is not purple here back in X. And that actually is kind of a bigger deal than just an off-the-cuff statement. You know, that's a that's a question of a core part of what people would argue the series identity is being kind of hand-waved away. I, I love Outworld. I love every piece of it. It's supposed to feel disparate and weird and bits and pieces of things that don't belong together, screaming trees and like giant decrepit dead wastelands and arenas for blood and circuses and combat tombs and whatever whatever else you know you know, you know what i mean outworld is wonderful it's you know, so it's, good it's a it's a fantasy horror landscape like if i was to compare it to something that like a dungeons and dragons player might recognize outworld is not the forgotten realms outworld is ravenloft mm -hmm. yeah. and that's the atmosphere you gotta have and it, X and Eleven largely replaced that with deserts. Some of the 3D era games replaced it with deserts too. There's been a deserts problem. <laughs> yeah, I would say some other things that we're overly positive about is MK9's gameplay and just the, the way they captured like the actual story aside, the 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 game element of it and just how fun it was. Um some other things. There's I mean, like I said, there's several characters we're very positive about and tag team. We like the idea of tag team. A lot of the old games, you know, the story of the original timeline and the characterizations in those games, as well as a lot of the stages, um, the music of the classic games, definitely something we all speak very, very positively about. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. It's just when the majority of what we talk about, especially when we're leading up to it, I mean... Our podcast is at its like, it's at its fever pitch in terms of how often we do it when we're leading up to a game and when we're just like when we just get the game and and for those few weeks after the fact. So I mean, a lot of our conversations driven on modern stuff, but ultimately, I mean, there's a lot throughout the entire series as a whole that we've praised. So. You're just going to sometimes, if there's certain aspects that uh, are in the more modern games, that's going to draw a lot of um, ire. I mean, if you go back and listen to our original like Mortal Kombat X review, like those first few weeks during the honeymoon period, as well as the Mortal Kombat 11 review, I'm sure you're going to get tons and tons of positivity. So, yeah, I think just in general, get kind of uh, mislabeled in that way. But moving on. I also, I I, I, I I should point out that we have a tendency to try to see the bright spots even when things aren't that rosy, you know? When we did the, when I did the MK2021 movie review, because nobody else wanted to do it, I went out of my way to say, that's a great Kano, and that's cool now, finally done right. Yeah. You know, I still appreciate those things. I did something we, similar when I put my review up on Twitter. I pointed out like a, still a good chunk of pros. I still listed like 10 things I really liked about the movie. And then, you know, the 
bunch that I disliked. And ultimately, I think I gave it like a, it was like a middle of the road movie. It's something I've was what it was. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. I don't think the movie warranted that much thought like the same way a new Resident Evil film or like did anybody go see the Tomb Raider reboot movies like the video game movies are just video game movies they come and they go and it doesn't matter that much well I mean unless it's really good and the thing is we're expected to have something to say about it we are a movie well we are a podcast about Mortal Kombat and that was allegedly a Mortal Kombat film so I thought it was our our duty to say something I feel like my refusal to say something about it was my statement about it. <laughs> That's why I supplied the Razorbot 2000. I was still being held in somebody's basement during this period, so <laughs> I have plausible deniability. Uh, but yeah, to wrap up those two things, I mean, what you're going to get from us is always us being genuine. Sometimes we get a bit extreme. Uh, sometimes we're very positive. Sometimes we're very negative, And it's not always equal. But you know what? You can always guarantee that we're giving you our genuine honest feelings we're not ramping it up just for your entertainment well sometimes we're extra silly but i mean we don't we don't lie about our opinions just to please you or to anyone or to you know we're not here to just absolutely crap on nrs or anything like that nor are we here to praise them as like chills or anything so you're gonna get you're gonna get a mix of everything and that's what we've always tried to be we tried to offer a voice for every fan fellow mk fan out there i think we do a good job between the four of us um kind of speaking for all types um varying levels of positivity varying levels of like great criticism like critiques and such you're gonna like you're gonna get it across the board about all aspects of the game and i think that's ultimately what we deliver so just well, also, if something's like unanimously positive, like the conversation's kind of done. Once we see how good it is, we, yeah. we kind like there really yeah. isn't a need to revisit that. Historically yeah. speaking, everybody in the world has more to say when they have something to complain about than when they all like it. That's true. How many? Or if you're defending something too, like if I like, if I'm positive about something that someone's bashing, then the conversation sort of reignites. But go right. on, cyborg. Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, what Razor's saying is true. I think it's like well-known and proven especially in like the business world you want to be careful about like those customers that have a bad experience because they're way more likely to leave a negative review than somebody who had a positive experience is going to give a positive review i think it just it it just kind of happens but like yeah i mean like i said ultimately you get all opinions you get all variety and to tem's credit i think it's a lot more entertaining when we do offer those varying opinions. So yeah, if it's ever where we're all loving something or all hating on something, it's probably not as interesting. So if it's ever yeah, felt I mean, like that, I apologize. If, if someone trash genuine. talks that I really <laughs> like, then I will get positive very quickly, right? And uh, like, no one reads the positive reviews on Amazon. Like you read the negative <laughs> reviews, you want to find out what's wrong. Because all the positive, you give like 15 positive reviews and all of them are like, my grandson loves this. Like I that doesn't try both. Doesn't... I try to read both. But... I don't care what their grandson likes. I need to know what the problems are. <laughs> I need to know what the worst case scenario is, right? It's those three out of five stars that you really got to read. Those are the. Yeah, know, that, that's the person who really thought about this. Right? Yeah, they're not just riding high or extremely low. They're giving you yeah. generally the best of both worlds. The one-star guys all felt betrayed. That's why they put that right now. <laughs> yeah. Three-star guys really spent time with this one. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. We got got some questions here to get through. So next up is Yalasama. 
if MK12 brings back an old Ality, which would you like to see that we haven't tried yet in the NRS era? So that would be Animality, the original Brutality, where it's like a super long combo, and then they explode, etc. Harakiri, and create a stage 3D era-like with the Danger Zone where you can get Fatality during the match. I don't know why I think that he, was... I think you oh, might create or stretch. I think you meant to say create a... Creative, no, 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 no. Creative fatality or a 3D era yeah. stage fatality. I, I'm the one that messed it up. It's not their yeah, fault. Yeah. They said create or stage. And then if they try a new Ality, what would you like to see? So the first one, which one that is yet to remain would we like to see? So I feel the same way about animalities that I do about uh, weapon fighting styles and gear, is that it just doesn't make sense for everybody on the roster to have one, and when you try to shoehorn them in, you get some really bad picks. Yeah. I would, I guess, I guess of that list, maybe Harakiri's, because, like, there's there's potential for creativity there without being um, stupid. Like, it's just a fatality you do to yourself. It's it's not, gosh, what animal is Johnny Cage? I guess kangaroo? Like, I don't need to see that <laughs> again. That's and interesting, because I, I feel like Harakiri's only work if they're stupid. Like, well, I, no, they're stupid in a fun way, though, you know? Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. But uh, I've never liked the original brutality. And I know there are some people out there who, like, were galled by the fact that they created a new finisher and they called it the Brutality and stole that name from the basically Killer Instinct Ultra combos. I just... It's not exciting to me to watch a 30-hit combo that ends in an explosion. I, I'm sorry. There's nothing that appeals to me about that. Real pain in the ass to do, too. Real <laughs> yeah, like, I get the some people, for the appeal isn't the visual. It's, haha, look at my skill that I pulled off the 30-hit combo. I don't care. That doesn't impress me. Well, I, that actually is going to be my choice, because if it's hard to do, and it gives me something to achieve, then that could make finishers interesting again for me. But I think my big problem with finishers right now is... You go on GameFacts.com, you look at the input, and you do the input, and then you watch the YouTube video. I think, I wish I was involved somehow, right, when a Fisher happens. I, I wish mean, the, I had some agency. I was never involved. What, what you just described is what I've been doing since 1992, man. I don't really care about the interactivity of the finish. I don't even want more finishers. I want them to take away fatalities yeah, and yeah. only have NRS oh, era no. brutalities. You can't do that. Yeah, I would love a no blood mode. I know, I I know. It'll, it's not going to happen. Well, no, it did it happen. Shouldn't yeah, happen. They shouldn't happen. They shouldn't have been no blood modes. Like, <sighs> we've done this. We've done it well. I don't know why we can't go back to that, right? Like, MK9 did it perfectly. You don't want blood? No blood. You hit, you punch when the match ends. You're good. It's. I don't want to turn blood off. I just want to only have brutalities. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Because the other thing is that's where they put all the retro ones now. Like, I want to do Sonya's Kiss of Death. I don't want to do a new thing. I mean, I'm what you want is the original. Coming. What you the want is original fatalities. Like, the new not thing is always ones. boring now. There's no creativity anymore. Just give me the classics. I don't know. I... My answer is Harakiri's. <laughs> Got it. And I think Temp's spoken on the brutality. And yeah, you classic know, brutality. Yeah. So would you want the classic, or would you like, like, if you did, like, a certain combo that's already, like, your main combo you do, but you 
finish with that? Do you want it to go into a brutality or do you want it to be its own? Like you got to press like these buttons in this order, like dial a combo, super hard thing. More so the former, because what I would, but I would make it harder than uh trilogy. What I would do is I would add two frame and one frame links. So like I would put like street fighter Four execution into a finisher. Uh, so you have one sixtieth of a second to link that next string, right? And then you keep doing that, and then striker explodes. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I, would, I would never do that. Like, I, I would never go to the trouble. Like... It's fine. If I did go to the trouble, <laughs> I just get to see an explosion. Big fucking whoop. What would you want to limit it to explosions? Because I wouldn't. But okay, so you gotta look at the whole picture, guys. So what happens is you do the brutality on your opponent, and then you laugh at them, right? And they're like, man, I can't believe Temp did that to me. Well, you know what? I'm going to do it back. And then when they try to do it back to you, they can't because it's hard. And they drop all the one frames. And then you laugh back at them. That's the whole <laughs> picture. That's what makes brutality. See, I really feeding into the competitive's mindscape there. I, yeah, <laughs> I get why that appeals to you. Because you like to, you know, play ranked and lab and practice. Yeah, I yeah. don't have that in me. All these SDC words. <laughs> Like pools and such. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sevens. Yeah. Uh, got it. All right. Um, for me, yeah, I don't know if I'd want Harakiri's back. They always kind of annoyed me to begin with. Like, it's not the silliness. I don't know how I feel about the fact that it's suicide. That's kind of like I can see how they can, if they're silly enough, like Temp was saying. They can be fun, like they can still maybe be fun. Whereas if it's a little too serious, it might be no thanks. Well, I mean the 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 whole thing behind the Harakiri, and they said this many times in many interviews during the, the when Deception was coming out, is it's a race. Can you kill yourself before your opponent can do a fatality so yeah. that you can steal it from him? And yeah, and like, see, I, you I, didn't I, win. You typical. didn't win. <laughs> see, well, that's the thing about it is I don't really like. I guess I don't buy the charm of that. Like, it, to me, it, it was always just kind of like, okay, then kill yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I won't even bother doing the fatality. Kill yourself because to me, I it, to me that doesn't. There's no less humiliation if I'm the one that kills you or you kill yourself. Like, at the end of the day, you're dying. Like, you're yeah, dying by in just... some gruesome means. Like, so I don't. I don't feel stolen from. I, if anything, I would just laugh at somebody else had to put in that effort to I do that. Like the others, <laughs> I just, I, I've never liked the idea of Harakiri's at all. You know, the whole point of finishing off someone in the first place was to, you know, you are the fucking alpha. You are the champion. You right. are, you know, you are the winner. And taking that away just because is honestly kind of bullshit. I don't and know. It, well, that's, and that's and why the AI I like when it, because I'm the kind of petty person who would be like, you didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as you just slam your so head into the many... ground, like in a way that's even more gruesome than what I would have done to you. Then, so uh, Razor, how many qualities uh, have you ranked up? How many qualities? Be honest. I know that's the thing. I never played online in eleven, even once. So you can't quit what you don't play. And you know what? I feel like we don't even need unique Harakiri's. Everyone can just explode. You know what so you do say, need is unique. Yeah. You, you, know, you know you need unique New York. You know you need unique New York. You know you need unique New York. Well, everyone can just do the same thing. Because, like, okay, so if the average fatality is four or five inputs, then the average Harakiri needs to be seven or eight inputs. Yeah. Just so you're not 
at an advantage, or at least there is an equal advantage when you lost the match. It doesn't make sense. To yeah, me. wasn't it before but, like even easier to do harakiris? No, they were um, the same. I can't remember. They were like okay. three directions and a button. Yeah, but yeah, which, I don't know. I, they weren't common though, believe it or not. I didn't see them very often online. Well, I only ever saw them when the AI would do them. Well, that was what I was going to say, which was stupid. When the AI would just instantly do them. Like, as soon as, you know, it's a finish him, it would instantly Harakiri. Yeah, you had had absolutely no space. It was was dumb. So, going down the list, though. So, Harakiri, I'm like, iffy, like, eh. Like, if they did it right, maybe, but eh. I'll, I'll I, like pass. I said, I only I only picked it because I don't like the others. I don't sure. ever want to see trilogy brutalities again. They're just boring. Then the brutality, the original brutalities, never a fan. Like, I mean, I I, I like the idea of what Tem's saying, even though I probably wouldn't be able to like, I I wouldn't do that because it just sounds like more work than it's worth. That's why I was thinking like. But the way I'm thinking, it's more like what they already kind of have is where you can combo into immediately into the finisher. And it's like, oh, I did the sweet, you know, 30% damage combo that finished you. Like, you already get that with the new brutalities. So, eh. And then create a fatality? Absolutely not. I mean, that was atrocious. I'm not saying they couldn't do it well, but I think you take away all individuality and character, like what makes that character that character. You take the personality away when you're just randomly grabbing off limbs and tearing out their brain, but they're still, you know, like, nah. And then... Oh, it's terrible. It comes down to me between animalities and stage fatalities. Well, it's not really stage fatalities, but, like, the ring outs, I guess, is what they're going with. Um, Animalities could be fun in a goofy way. It's like friendships, and yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but you know what? The fact that it doesn't make any sense kind of is charming to me. The fact that Reptile turns into a monkey... Of all things, or chimpanzee, whatever, just makes me giggle. Or Cyrax I think everyone agrees a... Scorpion has the best one. Cyrax is a shark I... and shit like that. Like that. Oh, Cyrax is good too. Joke, it just doesn't make me laugh so much. Like I, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I think that I... they could have been planned out a little bit better. I always thought that like the penguin should have been masked Sub Zero, and they should have made that switch with Shiva for him. You know? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they definitely could make them try a little bit harder to at least match up the characters with anything that even remotely makes sense in the most twisted logic. Well, um, I prefer it on Psychwinter. I think that's like, more interesting. When you actually look at a lot of the graphics for some of those things... Um, Striker is a T-Rex. Like, the <laughs> varying like, styles, like, from yeah, the like glowing they're, they're giant... So, they're so work in progress where, like, vanilla ones have a different art style from Ultimate and Trilogy ones. Oh, not, like, not even just that. Like, I've... I've been playing um, Trilogy and, like, some of the arcade hacks recently, and have you looked at Raiden's Eel? It is the most badly drawn, like, little cartoon thing you've ever seen. Like, it's not good. Th- there is, it's terrible. Like, I kind of get the feeling that they didn't really have Well, here's, a, so, I know, I know thing. for Vanilla, like, uh, Tobias and Vogel and, uh, Baron, I forget which one of them said it, but they said that the way they made the animalities in Vanilla MK3 was that they took footage from like National Geographic VHS tapes. Like they they would like clip out the animals, and then they would you know do the digitization and make them the one color and glowing so that they would blend into the game. 
So, like, and then you look at the Ultimate and Trilogy ones that are all, all obviously hand-drawn, and you can see that's why, because they didn't go back to the tapes and find yeah. footage of a penguin or whatever. So it's very disparate. Yeah. And then that leaves... So, so for the record, like, Animality is the one I have the highest opinion of just because it's just so silly that, like, I almost kind of like it. Yeah, um, I guess but... the, the lol so random shit post that is an animality <laughs> is not my sense of humor. That's just the problem. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's just it's fucking left field shit. I don't know. It, as long as it's difficult to pull off, I think it's kind of funny, and that's what I appreciated. You had to do the mercy and then do it, so that was always fun. You really fun. had to work for it. Yeah. You actually had to have had your ass kicked for one round in order to even make it happen. Um, And then... The stage, like the danger zone things, I don't know how you would do that in a 2D no, you, one. You can't do them in 2D. Unless maybe you like you pull off like an uppercut in this very specific spot or something. So that way it can be like a battle tactic. So you're both trying to lure each other into that one tiny and it has to be like a tiny well, spot. I'm not talking about you know, like you and, push and, them and, to the and, corner or anything like that. It would have to be it's almost like the arcades on the uh Whatever the hell that the projector one in MK11, the retrocade, like there was arcades in very specific spots. So if like maybe one of those arcades, you could uppercut cut them, and then the arcade would come crashing down on them. Yeah, I think and it was I only in that spot. Interactable. I think stage interactables are are the the closest you're going to get to that because like an instant kill while you still have some health bar left is fucking bullshit. And that was the problem with them in the in the 3D era games, too, is that you could kill a guy at the start of a round. You could just, like, flawless him in one hit if he was too close to the edge of the falling cliffs because, like, they were trying to have the ring outs from Soul Calibur, and ring outs are the most bullshit part of Soul Calibur, too. I love a good ring out. That's why you don't pick Cervantes. Like, if I'm facing Temp or whoever in Soul Calibur, I'm going for ring outs. I could... <laughs> With Link in the GameCube version of Soul Calibur 2, you could ring out someone in their first move with a throw. It's Link. It's fucking so broken. Let's go I'm back the only to one of our old episodes. Yeah. I'm the only person <laughs> here who's ever played Tarasca C. I know I am. Glad you if picked you up. If you want to get a good ring out, you pick Boba Fett, you do his jetpack launcher, and out you go. All that the guy's <laughs> got to do is just step aside. He just <laughs> flies across the arena out of it. All right, Chad, which one are you picking? Oh, it's animalities. Hard yes for animalities. I've been like I said, I've been I've been playing the older games recently. I've been playing a lot of three trilogy. Yeah, they're fun, man. Whatnot. And like I hated animalities for so long. They were stupid and you know, ill fitting. Yeah, I was, I was where I was where Razor is, but you know what? At the same time I actually do love a bit of stupid. It is and I like my they're fun. I like my stupid to be stupid. Oh yeah, it's got to be actually, over the top. I, I like, found that like. Sorry, I was just gonna say. No, I was just gonna say it's like Quan Chi next stretch fatalities across the board. We need stuff like that. Go ahead. Go. Are we I mean, start? I don't know. I think I prefer to keep my fatalities relatively serious for the most part. <laughs> but if you're gonna have a dumb fatality, that's what animalities are for. You know, like there's this like link in them back to the arcade days in the rumor mill. Because that was one of the things, right? Animalities. That was the that was one right. of the rumors that like the kids used to throw around. And yeah, people are... saw Lou turn into a dragon, so they're like, I bet Sub Zero can turn into a polar bear. 
And this is what happens when your audience is mostly kids and te- young teenagers and they haven't put into your creative process and nudalities. That too. <laughs> yeah, when that are we too. getting those? When will Scorpion pee acid? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, but no, you know, I'm actually I, I'm having fun trying to get animalities like off and marveling at all the silly choices, but some choices that I don't know kind of work like people seem to like Jax as a lion like there's things about the things about some of them that in spirit kind of work and other times you're like why is Kung Lao even a leopard why <laughs> other s- times you're just like why is Cyrax shark but man the Cyrax shark <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I, I have a lot of fun every time I play UMK3 with uh with one of my friends we're always going for animalities see it's, it's, it's a hard yes to animalities I think I think we're actually ready they're like this I actually brought this up as a topic the other day in the Discord. Like, I feel like we need to have a talk about animalities because they're like this dirty part of MK's history. People <laughs> not want to acknowledge, but I'm ready for it. I, remember, I, 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 I find myself missing them for some stupid reason. Remember in MKX when people thought we were going to get animalities because there was like animals in the backgrounds of several of the stages? I remember I- that. Or stage yeah, animalities saw, like, or whatever. A snake in the Kuatan jungle, and they're like, "Is that an animality?" Yeah, Is it's it? like it's gonna be the new animality or whatever. You knock them back there. I remember those. Um, I, I gotta confess, if like if animalities <laughs> were just like an animal that's already in the background eats you, I feel like that'd somehow be even dumber. Yeah, that'd way. be worse. That'd be worse. I want to see the character become something silly. Um, speaking of which, though, I doubt they would like animate their their morphine so i would assume that it's gonna be like a cloud effect kind of like what we get with um kotal khan turn you know when he turns into the jaguar or whatever panther so i would imagine it's gonna be more like that kind of stuff and then poof smoke and then all of a sudden they're turned into an animal but yeah it could be fun it'd be silly make them like i said hard to do so that way it's extra insulting it's like babalities which i would love to see babalities back at some point those were fun too yeah, and yeah. friendships and I all have that. Babalities back, like especially the nine version. Yeah, where they're unique for sure. Yeah, where they're where they're sort of half of friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying is if we can see a guy randomly turn into a baby, we can see another guy randomly turn into a snake. I'm all for it. Um, and then the second part of this is if they try a new ality, what would you like to see? Anybody have any ideas? Like a. Oh god, I don't Mike know. Mike Boonality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everybody turns to Mike. Yeah, do do like an homage to the to the Genesis Fergality, but it's Mike Boon instead. Motherfucker, beat me to it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what a Fergality is, go look it up. You'll have a good time, I promise you. Rest in peace, Fergus. You know, I I don't want factions back, but I didn't hate faction kills. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about those. That those are even a thing. Maybe there's uh Smoke was in MKX after all. No, you know what? You know what? I do have an answer <laughs> to this. Uh I would like tag team fatalities. Yes. Like that would be so hard, but yes. Lao, and they can do a ta- uh like a team up move to kill you. 
There's like almost no way they do that because they would have to what do hundreds no, of fatalities. To, you'd have to design one for every possible combination <laughs> yeah. of two guys on the roster. It's that would be happen. an insane amount. Well, there's of a work. Tekken Tag Two solution to that. In Tekken Tag Two, some there were unique moves with specific pairings, right? Yeah, if they so only did like, it for yeah. like story teams, like Lu oh, and yeah. Kung Lao, Lu and Katana, Sub Zero cool. and Smoke, that kind of like that would be fine. Yeah, that'd be easy, I think. Yeah, that'd be tight. <laughs> As the uh, the recruits <laughs> to the Outworld Protective Agency. Yeah, they they summon a they summon an army tank. Has nothing to do with that. They're them. my one and two favorite characters that just so happen to have that link. Maybe maybe uh, there could be some kind of fatality that calls in people who aren't in the game, like <laughs> like if you ever made a game that Jax wasn't in, Sonya could call him <laughs> in as a finisher. Like he arrives in a helicopter and fucking shoots a oh, rocket. That would at be you. tight. Yeah, that would be cool. Or just everyone on the roster can summon Kentaro. Yes. <laughs> Amiality. What sucks about the tag team idea is they would find some way to mess that up too, right? Because like. What will happen is you'll have a team a tag team fatality with Sub Zero and Scorpion, and like everyone's going to be like, "Why didn't you do it with Sub Zero and Smoke?" And then Interest is going to be like, "Who?" And that's the only problem with that, right? Is you're not going to get perfect pairings because I don't know if they're aware of who the perfect pairings are. At least not as aware as we are. No. You ready, Smoke? Absolutely, Shiva. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did think of friends a... forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's move on then. If everybody got theirs out, I'm still trying to think of something else, some sort of newality. Because yeah, it's hard to think of like top... a unique idea. Just off the spur of the moment, top of my head, like I'm just, what if they killed you with music-related instruments or music itself, or I don't know, everyone. Everyone whips out an instrument, or someone make someone hits a brown note and they crap their pants to explode. I don't know. Musicalities. Musicalities. <laughs> Musicalities. Uh, I'm sticking with Kentalities. Kentalities. With those. Everybody summons Kentaro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just everyone has Shang Tsung's secret MK2 fatality. Everyone. Yes. All right. Deconformality, like. It brings in a character that's not in the game, and it's like, yeah, they're not going to be DLC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, Outalities. The guy's just like, fuck it. I'm out. He just leaves. Yeah. That's it. Just disgust. Walks away. You know what? Uh, I'd like to see. I'd like to see one where, um, if you fuck up the motion to do a fatality, and you like just accidentally low kick them, and they fall over. It does something. Yeah, yeah, I would like that like, as well. Uh, like Botchality. some sort of like, like confetti and like a big sign that's painted in multiple colors, like it's a friendship, but it you says failed. you fucked up. <laughs> yes. Oh wait, you get like ninety-five percent of the way towards doing a fatality, but they fuck up the fatality, the fatality, and they kill themselves. Like striker <laughs> pulls out a grenade, tosses it. But then he just drops it at his foot and like just blows his legs off. Yeah, that's you know what? That's the fix for Harakiris. The loser yeah. can't Harakiri himself, but the winner can. <laughs> like you win a round and you can kill yourself by accident. <laughs> I was even thinking that ambitious. Otherwise you fail it. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking you fuck up the fatality, then you just get like canned laughter. <laughs> like, yeah, even confetti and tomatoes and all that shit. Yeah. That could be fun. Uh, that'd be good. All right. Dago, booing. <laughs> Dago asks, 
What does MK12 need to have for each of the Nethercasts to be the best MK of all time? Oh boy, that's a loaded question. I'll go right, first. I'm gonna, you going? I'm, I'm going to go first. Okay, go Dude, first. Dude, it can't be done. I say He's this right. with all. I say this with all seriousness. You are literally competing with our treasured childhood memories, for all the good and all the bad. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty, some of it was amazing, some of it was not so amazing, but. I sit here fully conscious of the fact that MK9 is the best fighting game in the entire series. It does not even hold a candle to MK2 or UMK3 to, for me as far as my favorite games go. Not a chance. Not a chance in hell. That's just discounting all the story stuff. These are formative memories. It would take something that completely obliterates and puts to shame the thing that has caused me to experience so many new bands like exposed me to like so much music by by virtue of the movie soundtracks you'd have to write a better story that includes on and expands on everything one two and three and to some extent four did it can't be done the expectations aren't just like high they're impossible it's not physically possible. It's not, like, remotely possible. The best I hope for is a really fucking amazing game I'm proud to call a new Mortal Kombat. That's it. That's all I ask for. I don't want you to compete with my past. I don't want you to compete with my favorite games of all time. You shouldn't have to. All right. I mean, that's a good answer. Uh, I think that's probably likely the case for anybody that's been a fan of this franchise for 25, 30 years since the beginning and is now in their 30s, 40s. Like, if you're if you've lived that long with Mortal Kombat in your life, it would be really hard, like Shad said, to outdo because i mean when you're a kid everything is better food was better candy was better uh vacations were better like the things you watched at night you know your little nick at night or your cartoons or whatever like everything was better everything just had a sense of wonder and whimsy life didn't kick you in the nuts yet you know like you didn't grow up and have to experience the anxiety of school and jobs and paying bills relationships everything out there everything yeah, it's hard to it's hard to beat that man especially if you're more of a nostalgic person it's those things are put up on a pedestal and as chad has said before it's not like those games were perfect but they have the advantage of having nostalgia on their side and you know it's not unlike how everything gets better i feel like to a degree in time like think of oftentimes and temp has done this and a lot of people with like games that they like and they follow all the games in the franchise the new one comes out they really like it but then they shit on it and then say the last one was better and then you know it kind of goes in a pattern where because i mean i remember with like halo fans um that's how it always would be halo 2 was coming out oh it sucks it sucks halo 1 was the best then eventually people thought halo 2 was the best and then halo 3 came out oh it sucks it sucks Halo 2 is better, so on and so forth. It just goes in a cycle. 
So I think my point there was sometimes it just takes time to look back on things in hindsight and you just learn to appreciate them more compared to what you get this time. So it's it's a tall task to ask the next Mortal Kombat to be the best of all time. It could be the best gameplay wise. It could maybe tell a good story or maybe have like the best roster. But as an overall package, you cannot compete with, you know, like what Shad said. So I I think at at most we should really hope for is that it's a great game. It doesn't have to be the best. It just needs to be a great game. And you like, can't compete with something that basically emblemizes some of the happiest times of your life. Yeah. So that's that's tough. Um now I will say what are some aspects the game can do really well that will aid in it being a truly great Mortal Kombat game? Um I I I put it's silly, but I put out like my healthy Mortal Kombat breakfast triangle, like the the foods you need to eat in a day, it's like that, but Mortal Kombat for me personally, I always I, I put at the base you need at the, for a solid foundation, you need that gameplay to be super fun. So for me, no more variations. Just have it play like a hybrid between MK9 and MKX. I want it to be fast paced, but I also want it to be simple. I don't want variations. I just want straight move sets for each character and just load them up with tons of personality. Like we started to see with Mortal Kombat 9, MKX, and MK11. They've gotten better and better and better about building in more of those characters' abilities and personality through their normals and their combos and just how they do their jump-in kicks and their jump-in punches. And like Everything is oozing with personality, and everybody starts to feel more and more unique. Do that. That's awesome. Make every character just feel absolutely unique, and you, and you start to get away from that with variations and custom moves and all that stuff. Cause everybody had like everything. Everybody had a fireball. Everybody had this, everybody had that. Get back to unique characters, have each character play a role and make them truly feel unique. So that's one thing. No more grind, no more bullshit, no more things that are just trying to suck our life away from us and be the only game in our lives. If it's a truly great game, it doesn't need to do all those tactics to keep you playing. You're just going to keep playing because it's fun. Let that stand for itself and be be its be its own thing. Just be a super fun game. Fill it with several modes, um, conquest like mode, or like bring back like the side things like a puzzle combat or stuff like that. Do those kinds of fun things. Give us more ways to play. Tag team would be awesome. I've ranted about that in the past give us ways to play as a duo like me and a friend or me and two friends get to try you know face you know another group of two or three or whatever online and not all of us have to be in the same you know sharing the same console to go online i want me temp and shad to be able to face razor down four and smoke man online and tag team it that would be awesome or even team play, like the team combat from MKX. Just give us all sorts of different ways to enjoy the game. So that's crucial. And then an amazing roster. Like, just give us a great roster. Fill it fill it with, you know, all a bunch of requested characters that people are really asking for. Fill it with characters that we haven't seen in forever. I've been saying for weeks, if not months, like... We don't need new characters. Just bring bring back as many favorites as you possibly can stack into that freaking thing. 
Give us some 3D error representation like we've been asking for. Give us the characters that have been sitting out from MKX or MK11. Like, just stack it full. And then it shouldn't need DLC to uh, save it. Um, it should be strong right out of the gate. And then DLC, lessen up on the guests. You know, bring Mortal Kombat back to just Mortal Kombat. I'm not saying you can't have Thank any. You. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't have any. Just, like, dial it back a shit ton. Like, we don't need half the DLC dedicated to guests. It's It's gotten super out of hand. Have your couple of guests and call it a day. Let those speak for themselves, and then let us get more Mortal Kombat characters in our Mortal Kombat games. Um, no, like, crazy grind. I, I mentioned that before with respecting our time, but just no, like you know, 800 unlockables per character, a bunch of gear pieces that barely look any different between each other and 80 different color schemes for every single attire. Like just dial it back and make each thing feel unique instead of padded out and watered down. Um, and yeah, I just miss like simpler like characters. It doesn't have to be so simple that there's no like depth to it to really dive into like the combos and all that stuff. But go back to where it's like, it's not so hard to just play multiple characters on a roster. It shouldn't feel like you need to study a crap ton just to learn your one character. And I think getting rid of variations will help with that because MK9 wasn't nearly as crazy. Um, and then to tell a good story, do great characteriz- characterization, uh, characterizations of each character. So it's not just who's on the roster, it's also execution. Don't do any character assassinations don't turn like the most loving aspect about a character like how they went good from being bad over their time frame and that's the thing that people really love about that character and then just completely crap on that um and i think if you do all that and you're gonna have probably the best mortal kombat game we have gotten in a long 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 time and you could easily supersede mortal kombat 9 if you did it well enough in terms of just like the overall package of greatest MK game we've had that isn't in our childhood. That's it for me. Easy, right? Oh, and better music. <laughs> God, classics. Yes. I, you know, I'm not that, I'm not um, hard to please <laughs> gameplay wise. Excuse me. <laughs> I uh I like nine. I like the caveat of gameplay. <laughs> I like X. Uh, you know I did like eleven because it was slow and had small combos. I just I like the more fast paced MKs. That's that's my only real requirement gameplay wise. But uh, I mean I'm I'm the story guy. People expect expect me to say something about what uh the story would have to be for me to like the game, and it's not going to be what we're going to get because we already know from Ed's Twitter it's going to be a direct sequel to Eleven. It's going to be we're going to see the world that God Lou creates, I assume. And I don't really like Elseworlds. I've said this many times on the show and on the Discord. I don't like alternate realities. I don't like seeing uh, variations on stories that I've been told before. I just like the one version of the story that is the real version. So all you would have to do to to make the quote-unquote perfect Mortal Kombat game for me is 
do what Capcom did with Resident Evil 1 Remake. And, you know, to some degree, Shad's probably right about how you can never actually top the old games because nostalgia is a factor, but it's not always the case with me. Like, when Final Fantasy VII Remake was coming out, FF7's one of my favorite games of all time, and I was still prepared to throw that shit in the trash, and here comes the new one with the good graphics and the updated gameplay, and all it had to do was retell FF7. All I wanted was a game that I could show to, like, my fucking nephew when he's old enough, and he'll actually play it and not look at the graphics and stick his nose up at the fucking blocky polygon men, you know, because the graphics in 7 are kind of trash. But they just, they couldn't make a game for new players. They had to make a sequel with time travel in it. Stop it! <laughs> Just look at RE1 Remake. That's the perfect one. That's how you do it. Just do that, but Mortal Kombat. I don't know. He's getting his northeastern. Uh, he's getting his northeast <laughs> northeastern accent on. Yeah. Angrier he gets, the more Boston. <laughs> There's a little bit of yeah, walk it in. <laughs> I don't know if I want. Where's Christmas the gabagool? The game come out and didn't have no gabagool in it. <laughs> All right, Tim. Why is it would be tough to combat with a guy from Brooklyn? Hey, finishing the meat. Now that's now we have to be careful because that's how you get movie cabal. <laughs> we don't oh, necessarily want to go full cabal. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I get dizzy when I get the spins. Uh, temp? Uh, I was making a shitty joke about Crimson Zombies and RE1 Remake. Um, but yeah, uh, just... Uh, I don't really have that sophisticated of an answer. Uh, make jab anti-airs viable. Make jump kicks worse. Bring back decent chip damage. Uh, and bring back meter gain on block strings. And that way you get rid of the, the strike throw problem that everyone hated. Um, make combos really cool. Make the roster really good. And, um, yeah, don't engineer top-tier characters. Don't make characters dumb and overpowered on purpose like they did with MK11 and like they did with Injustice 2. And that's it. After that, it's just the roster. Alrighty. Make sure no one looks stupid. Alrighty. I'll make sure to include that in the letter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, P.S. Make sure no one looks stupid. <laughs> Spell stupid S T O O P I D if you could. I'd really appreciate that. Draw a sad face or a mad face next to it. All right. I, oh. you know, I, I said that nothing could ever compete with, you know, your memories, your nostalgia, and the experience of being young again directly. And I mean that, you know, I don't think you're going to make the best MK game ever for me. But. I do have a few things I really would like to see that would go a long, long fucking way towards making this game awesome. And you, Cyborg, probably already covered many of them. Obviously, Razor does too. I mean, my ideal scenario is an MK1 to like 3 remake, but not fucked up like 9 was. But you know, I could really, really use a good soundtrack again, you know? That's something that I don't think we've covered much here on this episode, but 
My god, I really do miss having a good soundtrack. I miss Outworld being fucked up and strange and creepy again. I miss that. Atmosphere. If you can give me a return to the kind of atmosphere that was in MK1 to 2 to 3, chapter appropriate, and don't tone it down, make the living forest scary, make Outworld seem like a strange and hostile place, I think that'll go a long way towards restoring what MK should be in my eyes to me and go a long way towards making it more enjoyable for me. Also, kill cinematic fatalities. My god, man. <laughs> They're too long. They go on too long. Just Actually, yeah, take out Fatal Blows entirely. I'll add that to my list. No no supers would be nice. Yeah, they get a little tedious. They um, go on too long. You see them the same thing over and over again. It's a little long. It's a little saucy. Just a little saucy. A little too um, much. Very Larry David of you. <laughs> it's a little long. It's a little long. That's all. A little saucy. All right. Um, Adam Wilson asks, do you think NRS are going to go through similar story beats for MK12 like they did with MK9 in regards to MK1 through MK3 portion? Or do you think they will either mix in Deadly Alliance slash Deception characters slash story bits or... Just start around Deadly Alliance and Deception and have us bounce around from Shijinko's path and everyone else's until they merge. Um, I was always thinking that this game was just going to be an alternate history. It's MK2 with an alternate history. That's what I've always thought MK12 was going to be. And what they include in that uh, will really kind of accent how much or how much it's not a reboot. So based off Ed's Twitter, it sounds like there's going to be some 3D era on the way. But I oh I don't think we're getting a Shujinko story. I doubt. I mean, it's possible, but I doubt it. I don't think we're doing MKDA and Mortal Kombat Deception. I really do think we're getting an MK2 reboot, as imagined by Fire God Luke Kang. That's why I think we're getting it too. And that that's pretty much my answer. And I think I think similar to Temp, but I don't think they'll do two. Like if I was if I was like the most predictable path where history changes where it's like okay if Liu Kang's in the Raiden spot and someone like Kung Lao's in the Liu Kang spot you're gonna you're gonna start at the tournament and you know maybe somebody else will be the boss because at the end of Aftermath Liu Kang was like Shang Tsung you will no longer exist we'll see we'll see if that holds true or not but if if you were like somebody else will run the tournament maybe 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 this time Great Kung Lao will be the, you know, the guy holding the tournament and the good guys will be on a winning streak and the bad guys will do something to turn the tables. But what I would expect is to see a tournament and then things start changing and there's no two and there's no three. Maybe there is an invasion of some sort, but it happens different and maybe, you know... Quan Chi is going to be there probably because he's Quan Chi and he's always in everything now. So he'll probably, like, interfere and fuck some stuff up and get the Netherrealm involved, and maybe some 3D era characters will show... Like, Havoc could be in anything at any time because he's Havoc and his whole thing is just causing chaos and going where he's not wanted and being a nuisance. You know, there's... It's... I would not expect the MK2 tournament because... For the same reason that they didn't have an MK2 tournament in the original movies, like in uh, the first one and Annihilation. It was because two tournaments in a row is repetitive. 
and it only kind of happened the way it did in the original games because uh, because they are video games, and they were thinking, well, the, it's a fighting game, so we're going to keep the tournament structured. We're going to keep doing that until they change their minds. If you're telling a new story now, you know, something a little more modern, you're not beholden to keep coming up with reasons why the fights must adhere to a tournament bracket. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of I kind of expect we'll see like a version of MK1 and then things go off the rail. At least that's what I would do if I was assigned the job of like making an else world. Chat I tend to concur. Um, there is no way in hell we're going to be starting around the Deadly Alliance deception period. It's no, it's not going to work. I mean, they could do some they kind of time skip and throw us back to the combat kids and be like, here's, you know, here's a, a montage at the beginning. For the next two minutes, God, Le Kung Le God Liu Kang is going to tell you what's different. But man, will they fuck that up if they do it that way. There's no way I... that they'll have any kind of continuity that makes sense if they do it as flashbacks and fill in the blanks and they don't have an actual plan. Like, even in the context of movies, when you start with, like, a description of here's what's happened, like Annihilation did, you know, it's usually not a good sign. There are occasions where it works, but no, I feel like, I just feel like the simple act of starting with, for example, Fire God Liu Kang also tells me that we're starting at the tournament and anything is fair game after that. I expect a lot of change. So, yeah, early Deadly Alliance Deception people? Sure, why not? I'm expecting things to be extremely different and I'm not going to be comparing anything to the prior games at yeah, all. Yeah, you know what? It's It wouldn't surprise me if it's like MK1, but the Red Dragons are here this time, you know? That's... There's very little you actually have to change to get the 3D Air characters to show up early. Like, Nataro was in the the tournament in Scorpion's Revenge. It didn't make sense for her to be there because uh, she would never fight for Shao Kahn, but we're rebooting. Who cares? <laughs> you, could put, you could theoretically throw a lot of people into that tournament. Like, Cobra could be there. Kira could be there, maybe. No? I mean, they, they shouldn't because they'd be 10 years younger, but... Reboot! Uh, Doesn't matter! People exactly. are born at different exactly. times for no reason! Exactly. No one cares. I care, but... No one else does. Right. Well, I mean, if it's like... And we don't know, but like, if it if it is like an alternate universe type of thing, like a Flashpoint or anything like that, like... It, yeah, but... If it, somebody was born in a different time, why not? I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't it make any sense from the me. original so, timeline, but if you're acknowledging, hey, this is... Nothing's gonna be the same. What came before, don't use that as like a a basis off anything this time Sonya's married to Kano and they're a happy couple and then Jax is the evil big bad like who knows like I like, mean yes you, you can do you, stuff like that I'm not saying you it's can <laughs> you can but as someone who's watched a lot of like uh you know alternate universe dimension hoppings fiction throughout my life like look when I was a teenager my favorite tv show was sliders which is all about parallel earths where history is different you still expect to be, like, when something is different, usually a character can explain how you got there. 
hero was born 10 years sooner, how do we get there? How did her parents meet? How are they younger? How did their grandparents meet sooner? It's all weird. It's just weird. <laughs> they could add 10-year-old Kira and just be really for me, awkward. For me, it's just, you know, I have... I have a lot of patience for different takes on things. I don't mind an Elseworlds as long as it's told well. You know, that's that's the thing. Well, for me, I, part of uh, told well requires, like, a, a, a level of logistics that you only see in Star Trek. <laughs> I have a lot of the love that I have for Malibu. Knowing a lot of the storytelling is not good, but I enjoy it in weird, quirky ways for its different takes on people. Like how like reptiles a sniveling coward more so than usual I, I i kind of liked evil scorpion it actually took me a while to get more used to the idea of them building him up more and more with the years as a as a hero as a heroic figure there's still a soft spot in my heart for like honorable behan and evil scorpion it's this weird road see when i was a kid it always annoyed me that scorpion was the evil one in all the adaptations because i actually paid attention to the mk2 bio <laughs> i mean yeah there is that but I looked at it. I looked at it and I went, "Huh, fascinating." So if they're going to start things off by like you know having things be as different as possible from the get go, I don't require explanation as to why Cobra's different in this timeline. If you're going to give me like Sub Zero, the police chief officer with his like subordinates Shiva and Chameleon, fucking whatever, you know. Like part of the reason I was so angry with MK9 was that they specifically tried to retell one through three. Again, you know, notwithstanding the fact that I needed to understand you can't tell MK3 in a two-hour storyline alone, but that they just chopped it up to make it more digestible and easier to do and just botched, botched so much and just changed details just because. There was a lot of just because going on there. So I, I feel you from that angle. But if they're not trying to tell that story at all in the first place, right? You got carte blanche for me. I don't care. Do what you got. Yeah, do. I mean, that's it's, where I'm at. It's more forgivable. Like I, I expect I will like MK12's Elseworld better than I liked MK9's Elseworld. But it really depends on the execution because, like, Snowblind is an Elseworld and. I still fucking hate it because it's mostly about the Black Dragon gang. And that's sometimes that's all it takes. Just could Kano please fuck off for 15 minutes? You know what? Like, not to get off topic, but Snowblind was one of the few instances where I actually enjoyed the Black Dragon. Uh, Maybe because I got to see them all put together finally. I, or liked, most of them. I liked the Jarek cameo. <laughs> and that's the most positive thing I can say. Oh man, all those characters and still no Tazia. Hilarious. Um, Fucker. So, Fucker. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, story-wise, just what what I think is like, I don't want to see them do um, MK one through three again, just for what's already been mentioned. I mean, I don't think you're gonna be able to tell that story as well as people want. So when you mess with people's like already understanding of things, you're up against that as competition. If you tell something completely new, then you at least don't have to worry about screwing all that up. You just have to tell a good story, whatever it is. It's just from start to finish. Then you can, then you can make it whatever you want it to be. Now, if they were to go the deadly Alliance and deception and jump right, right to there, um, like you say, Adam, um, 
I mean, I wouldn't mind playing Deadly Alliance and Deception again, but I don't know. Like, to me, I'm just ready for something new. I don't... I know we haven't just rehashed the same thing over and over in this franchise, but it feels almost like we have. Maybe it's just because the rosters are continuously, like, so similar, and we've seen a lot of the same characters over and over, and obviously we did have the reboots. Um, so even though MKX and MK11 told their own kind of story... They yeah, took it in a know? different direction. They didn't just go over MK4, Deadly Alliance, and Deception, and Armageddon like a lot of people were thinking they might. Um, I don't know. I just It just feels like I, I just want a, a new story. I just feel like we constantly... It just feels like we've constantly rehashed the same ground. So the very last thing I want is just a retelling of those old ones, unless they did them absolutely perfectly. I just don't think it's worth it. I'd rather you just give me... Maybe it is go back to the Great Kung Lao period. Maybe it is just tell a completely new story altogether and not be tied to this one at all. I don't know. Like I've been Whatever saying... Whatever gets us the characters we want. I mean, ultimately... You know, but... you know what's going to be obnoxious you... is that there's, like, specifically with Johnny and Sonya, if they're, if they're showing, like, this new Liu Kang-created timeline, either the two of them don't get together... Or we see them get together for the third fucking time because for no good reason they did it again in eleven. Like, why did we need that whole subplot in eleven of young Johnny and young Sonya when we've already seen that? Yeah, I mean, I just want new stuff for new characters. I mean, that's why I'm big into Cyrax getting into the game, as I was always wanting story progression for him for once because he has not had story progression since what deadly alliance deadly alliance was the last time he did anything important so so 22 years ago i think is the last time cyrex got any story progression as a character so to me it's like just please give us a fresh story where characters can at least add things to their characters and and their and any sort of progression feeling because i just don't want to see the kano and sonya feud i don't want to see the the babble back and forth between Johnny and Sonya, the Scorpion versus Sub-Zero feud, and then eventually making up, uh, the Raiden and Liu Kang back and forth. Like, I don't need to see that kind of stuff anymore. I want to see, if not the things that we never really got to see, like the the Smoke and Sub-Zero really well, or the Cyrax, you know, getting his humanity back and stuff, unless it's like the stuff that we barely got a glimpse of in the past, I want all new things, please. Just give me all new things so I can enjoy these characters, hopefully in a new way that isn't just the same old, same old. I mean, I'm going to be real. We're doing another reboot, apparently. Seems like I am ready for a game which is partially composed of Scorpion and Sub-Zero being angry at each other and Sonya being angry at Kano and the things we're used to. That's probably going to be part of it, and I'm, I am prepared for it. I'm not going to... You know, it's, I'm going to roll my eyes a little bit, but I'm just saying, don't be surprised if there's a little bit of that going on, just to reestablish things for another, you know, another generation of gamers. There's, After there's... that, do what you want to do. Like, have Outworld win the tournament, like I've been saying. Do something completely different. That's fine. But I'm just, I'm, be prepared for, like, opening, stabilizing ground. There's one specific territory. beat that I dread, and it's like whenever whenever you talk about a what-if scenario, uh, the first thing that most people come up with is what if Bihan lives? And that's the thing I don't want the most. Kui Liang is Sub-Zero, and I really like Noob Saibot, and I just, I couldn't stand if we had a whole-ass timeline 
where he never becomes noob. So I guess we'll see how that turns out. Like, they can change literally any fucking thing else they want. They can make Sonya a man. They can make Raiden, like, a, you know, they could make him a traffic cop and give him a little mustache. I don't care. What if? But if Bihan doesn't fucking die, and I have to put up with no Kui Liang, oh, God, I'm just, I'm going to be so, <laughs> so disappointed. What like if... that's that's the equivalent of like the the cyber sub zero moment in nine where we're like oh oh it's that kind of game. <laughs> what the hell is oh. the okay, <laughs> hear me out. What if in this reality, Noob Cybot is MK three Noob Cybot, and by which I mean a Shadow Kano. Eh? <laughs> that's not. <sighs> That doesn't help me, man. That does not. That does not do it for me. That's not what I'm looking for. It All is right. a thing that happens, and that'll do it for this episode's Q and A. We'll have another Q and A episode to go up next week. So if your question wasn't answered thus far, we will make sure to answer it next week. And so I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Make sure to check out our Discord in the description. Uh, we'd love to have you a part of our community. And make sure to like the video and subscribe if you haven't already, because we're going to have plenty of content to come. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Friendship. Friendship. Again?